0: Day. you are listening to a podcast, but, but this isn't just any podcast, just any podcast couldn't do this, or this, <laughs> what the, this is the podcast, starring the Ted's, starring the Ted, start the, uh, starring the Ted Smith and Cobb, <laughs> the podcast starts, you better wear a helmet now.
1: Welcome back to another episode of The Podcast, uh, The Home Episodes. As always, I'll be your host, e. Ted Smith, uh, up in my left corner, which, good news, I figured out how to move the boxes around, so I can make anybody left corner now. He goes by the name of Cobb. Cobb, what's going on?
0: B2B, 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 back to basics, baby. Let's go.
1: <laughs> all right, back there on the bottom screen, getting the studio all set up, recording, Matt Comer, the producer, MCTP. What's up, Matt?
2: Hey, Ted. How you doing tonight?
1: Good. I saw our buddy Ron over in Belfast already has a uh, already has the hoodie made. Or not no the hoodie. Way. The crew. Yeah, he's like the dude, crew neck. He's like, I got. it. I think you know what? I'll check. I if he said he, It's a crew neck, or he just got a t-shirt made to go running in.
0: F, dude. Either way, that's cool. <laughs> I love it. Yeah,
1: it's his new. It's his new running shirt.
0: We've had probably ten people email us wow. uh, that we should. Dude, hell yeah. That looks sick. We've had That's like 10 awesome. people email us that they want a uh, uh next or whatever, but I just yeah.
1: Yeah, and I'll talk to uh I'll talk to Keith. I'll see him this week. We'll get to, we'll get some shirts going as I grab my horrible Tottenham scarf to give to him. <laughs> I feel like an idiot even having that thing in the house. Uh, <laughs> all right, so obviously a lot of conversations about last weekend with the Super Bowl. First of all, the people want to know, Cobb, did you end up doing anything? You seemed shocked when we told you it was the Super Bowl last week.
0: <laughs>
1: I, uh, yeah, I did.
0: I went out to this place called the Concrete Cowboy. I watched uh, most of the first half, I would say three quarters of the first half, had some sweet potato fries, a nice little burger, and uh, a lemonade. And then I hopped on the scoot. It was pretty cold. Uh, I was with my lady and cruised back to the house. So, uh, yeah, I was in and I was going
1: for the the
2: chefs,
1: (laughs) right? No, it was, I mean, Matt, what did you, uh, did you guys have a spread over at the house?
2: Uh, no, uh, Tyler and I went over to, uh, our buddy Jake and his girlfriends and, uh, I made wings and Jake made some bacon wrapped jalapeno poppers. And, you know, uh, yeah, just uh, uh, some fruit, some veggies, and some hummus, and yeah, kept it pretty low-key with the four of us.
1: Yeah, it seemed like what most people did. If they had anybody, it was like a group of like three or four.
2: Yeah. What'd you do, Ted?
1: Uh, well, I got a pizza from Windy City Pie, which generally I'm not huge on deep dish, but that Windy City Pie is freaking awesome.
0: I've never heard of that place. It's in Seattle somewhere?
1: Yeah. It's up in like Greenwood, like off Leary. So, I mean, you know, obviously it's going to be a little pricier for a pie, but I mean, it was unbelievable. I brought in like a piece for Mike. I was like, you got to try this pizza. And he's like, dude, this is good. Deep dish hits, man. Yeah. And like Sunday wasn't too bad, but then Monday at work, Thrill Thrill's wife made all this extra foods. And then Monday at work, we were eating like stuffed peppers and like crab dip, like, I felt worse waking up Tuesday morning than I did Monday
0: morning. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, If it makes you feel better, any better. Sunday night, I was at the house eating, uh, what the hell are those things called? Uh, You know, like, man, it's actually embarrassing to say out loud. As I started this, I really didn't want to finish it. You know, in the freezer section uh, on the West Coast, like at QFC, but on the East Coast, Ted, do you guys have White Castle in uh, Maryland? Uh, I don't suspect so.
1: No, that's more like Jersey and kind of like Ohio.
0: Yeah. New York, I know has them. Um, Yeah. So they make now you can get White Castle burgers and microwave them. So I microwaved about six of those bitches ports of barbecue sauce on there. So don't feel bad about yourself.
1: Oh, trust me. I know the microwave White Castle very well, man. You throw in, you throw in the first two. Then before you know it, it's like, let's grab two more.
0: (laughs) Yep. And before you know it, that box is gone, bro.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I know you said six. I was like, Oh, I know that's a box.
0: Yeah. And you're just sitting there feeling bad about yourself.
1: (laughs) No, we didn't have white castle. When I grew up, we had a place called little tavern. That was the same thing. And you would just get like bags of burgers and stuff.
0: That was like a chain.
1: Yeah. But it was just in like the DC, like PG County area. I think there was one in Montgomery County. Yeah. There was one. in.
0: I love those little tiny, like, uh, you know, citywide chains. We, there's one down in Austin called Pea Terry's that's pretty legit.
1: Yeah. But when I was a kid, that was always like a fun adventure. Like, oh, let's go to a Little Tavern and get these burgers and this and that. And then I know down in like Louisiana and stuff, they have Crystals, which is like the other big, tiny little slider place.
0: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Crystals. Uh, somebody was telling me that Raising Cane's is like the best chicken they've ever had. Have you guys had that?
1: Now that's another one that I think is just mainly in the South.
0: Yeah, I think so, too. Um yeah. <laughs>
1: uh, I was gonna say Matt, you ever mess around with White Castle or any of those places?
2: Yeah. Um White Castle I've had a few times. The first time I've had the like mini burgers in the microwave, and uh but the times I've had it in person, I think it's just New York City and Las Vegas were the two times. All right. And yeah, Vegas was like at midnight or one. And we had just gotten out of the uh, show that we went and saw with Bring Me the Horizon. And uh, there were some some people that were at the same show as us that were just wasted. And but they were in that that good mood like Vegas. You can just see it start to get dark. They were not there yet. It was just really fun, drunk bros that liked listening to the used. And they're my people. Not very many sleeves, loud, boisterous.
0: Yeah. When you feel like it's going to be summer forever.
2: Yeah. Um, So the second time I went to what it was more the atmosphere than the burgers that I was like, yeah, I love White Castle.
1: (laughs) That's why I like Waffle House (laughs) atmosphere. (laughs) Well, dude, that's like the first time I went to In-N-Out was years ago and I was in San Francisco from Maryland was playing Oregon State in a uh, bowl game where the San Francisco Giants play. So the night before and I have Steve Miggs with me right I was like listen I'll buy the I'll buy the hotel room I'll buy the tickets to the game you just fly down from Seattle right because I was back in Maryland for Christmas. So we get out there I'll tell the first story another night, but I mean, we have one of the most epic nights of my life. That's the night where I end up getting in a fight with a homeless dude. He's trying to stab me with a bottle. I mean, <laughs> oh,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> insanity, right? But in Miggs, you know, Migs enjoys a beverage, but he doesn't drink like I do. So the next day he is just dragging ass. Right. But the next day is the game. So then we find like the bar across the street. I run into like a girl I know from Maryland and then we run into this couple That's basically the same thing. They're just like 20 years older than us. But like the wife's kind of sipping beers. The husband is a college football nerd. He he flew out from Maryland. He's drinking Miller Lite. So me and him are just bonded. (laughs) So We start pounding beers during the game. I'm leading three whole sections in Maryland Cheers. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, having the time of my life. But we're staying at the wharf uh, in San Francisco. There's an in and out there. So I mean I barely remember doing this but we walk in and Matt you're talking about like good mood drunks all fired up. We walk in and I stand up on a bench and go, "So what everybody know? It's my first time here. I'm getting one everything on the menu." And people are like, "Oh, all
2: right.
0: <laughs> Jesus.
1: And right, and then that night like we're in the hotel room and I call a friend of mine, Alex, back east, and I completely forget that the phone's on, and I just kind of lay it down. He calls me the next day. He goes, hey, man, sounds like your buddy was listening to you, and you were drinking, a, like, a sounds like a bottle of champagne. He goes, man, you were getting deep on him. <laughs> he's like, I listened to the whole 20-minute message. He's like, "With went <laughs>
0: <off>. <laughs> oh, geez, dude, I love that, man. I love when there's just, like, uh, uh, you know, a uh, digital record of your antics <laughs> and like, uh, you know, I wouldn't be shocked too, if like five years from now, somebody recognized you'd like, Hey man, I remember you seeing you at that in and out.
1: there's a guy that does radio in San Francisco on the bone named baby Huey. And like, I'm always like, how did we meet? He's like, I was randomly in that in and out when you stood up on the bench and told her, <laughs> and, and he was just like, wait, but you guys are radio guys. I was like, yeah, we're radio guys from Seattle. We're just, we're having a good time. And he's like, all right. <laughs>
0: Dude, yeah, it's so funny too, because I like yeah, you can just picture the scene. Like I picture you come up there and like, everybody shut the F up. Shut the F up. I got something to say. It is my first
1: time. Dude, that's awesome, man. That sounds so fun. Yeah, and keep in mind, like the game started at like daylight. So I mean it's probably only like 8 30 p.m. and I just roll in red hot.
0: Yeah, you're in the bag. Like most of you were kind of just relaxing.
1: <laughs> Yeah, anyhow, White Castle's good, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jesus, dude. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So, <laughs> By the way, I need your guys' input on this. And for everybody listening, welcome to the little secret circle. So I have told our buddy, uh, <laughs> the mayor, that I said, hey, man, Super Bowl kind of ends dip season. Right? Uh, I mean, you know, Trish traditional- oh, yeah. Like that shuts down until we get back into like, you know, kind of football or late, late summer. So he was kind of giving me crap. But I mean, what do you guys think? I think it's all right. You got to shut down dip season at some time.
2: Go ahead, Matt. Well, I mean, I I agree with the uh, scarcity increasing the appreciation. Uh, I do think, you know, times are different right now this might be a year to extend it because the reality is is like you can't have the gatherings where everyone gets to try the dip during dip season you know what i mean it's like one at a time every couple weeks or whatever right so uh if you were gonna file you know uh, there's a lot of things that change and people shrug their shoulders and like it's covid man you know like extend dip season just like it's covid
1: yeah. I and mean, I feel like sausage dip just has to be shut down for a while. Like spinach dip maybe can still show up.
0: I mean, yeah, dude, I, you know, my thoughts are it, it, it's like wearing white, but like outside of Memorial day to labor day, you know, like you can do it. People do it. People wear white, but everyone on this call right now is wearing black. And there's a reason for that. Okay. It's that we respect the tradition because if we don't respect the tradition it loses its special like special nature. We could have Christmas every day. We could be doing gifts, gathering around trees. I totally get it. But, you know what? Like if you have ice cream every day, it's not exciting anymore. So, you know, my thoughts are that the scarcity breeds, you know, makes it a little bit more special, gives a little something extra. That being said, sometimes you got to suspend the rules. We got to be flexible in this life. We're going through a pandemic. Seattle may have an incoming huge amount of snow. I don't know, Ted, I'm interested to hear your weather report, your thoughts on the weather. If ever there was a time to suspend it, I would say now, Ted, I like this sort of, you know, even keeled mitigated approach, which is look sausage dip is clearly a winter dip. Everyone on this call knows that. But it's about the snow. Yeah. But I mean, come on. Like that's, that's a heavy, like, you know, I don't know. But spinach dip is like, dude, that thing could maybe survive to the spring. You know, it feels apropos. So, you know, I, I don't know what the dip de jour is, but I will say that I think, you know, somewhere in between in that gray area, I think that's where we need to live this year. So I respect you both, but, you know, I think if ever there was a time to wiggle on the rules, it's now.
1: Right. So Matt is correct. Like I, you know what, let's just get it out of the way. My snow prediction. Uh, so last week, Now, granted, a lot of this is what I hear other actual, I was going to say other meteorologists, actual meteorologists (laughs) say.
0: Wait, wait, real quick. So people, for people who don't know, Ted's super into the weather and follows like
1: five different meteorologists. Okay, (laughs) go ahead. (laughs) I follow vlogs, everything. So last week, the European, so there's two models of weather that comes out, the European model and the American model. The European model sometimes is a little long, like farther looking, but can be wrong but it had kind of a major snow event happening in Seattle. The American version up until about today was like, yeah, we might get some, we might not. But it turns out the those damn euros were right. I'm now predicting a snow event Thursday night into Friday morning, which will bring 2 to 4 inches in the lowland, aka the city, and then I think Friday You'll get some clouds mixed with a little sun. It'll be okay. The roads will dry out a little bit. And then Friday night into Saturday morning, saying an additional one to three. Now, I reserve to write to bump up those numbers. Who knows?
0: Wow. So he's putting it right there, dude. I mean, the proof will be in the pudding next week. He's putting it, you know, on the record. Dude, I like that. I, uh, you know, a Ted Smith snow event doesn't come along often. But when it does.
1: No, the last legit one we had was like two years ago. And I remember I called Cobb and I was like, dude, I'm going over to Bill's. And you're like, I'm not trying to spend money, this and that. I was like, it was a rough morning. It's snowing. Like, meet me at Bill's. I'm buying you some drinks. And it was (laughs) fucking live in there. People were having a blast.
0: Dude, yeah, they were. And I feel like so with the European model versus the American model or whatever, is the European or is the American model basically just like the European model with a gun? (laughs)
1: it has a gun like three flags a couple
0: Marlboros Marlboros. (laughs) and a bad attitude
1: (laughs) Uh. Uh, yeah so Matt you're correct like the sausage dip is like a heavier wintertime dip but I also feel like for whatever reason it's mainly for like football and holidays so I feel like it's not as much about the temperature as like the holidays are over Football is officially over. Like that that bitch, that thing's going to go away for a few months. (laughs) It's a complex, fancy holiday dip. uh,
2: And I'm, I I mean, I just have to call myself out for my own partiality. I'm not impartial uh, because I went and spent two months in the desert during sausage dip season. So I could wear white after Labor Day (laughs) every day out there golfing.
0: Dude, and Matt, frankly, you know, it's something I appreciate you, about you, but there's a reason they call you the CEO, man. You live a life of luxury. I mean, <laughs> you live in a mansion on, on a lake right now. You can have dip whenever you want, bro. You're eating caviar while well, the rest of us are out there in the trenches taking grenades. Okay? <laughs> That's the reality. Like, you just, you didn't come back from the desert. You came back from a, a private golf course in Palm Springs, California.
1: <laughs> Damn it! Like, you skip, like, you skip like the rainiest December and most of January in years. And we're wearing shorts. now he's like, well, it's still dip season to me. Like, (laughs) Matt, I'll make one for you. (laughs) That's the other thing. I'm not going to call out names, but the last one I made, I literally didn't have a single chip of it. Wow. Because you're right, because there has only been small events with like two or three people. So it was like, can you make one? I'm like, yeah, 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 I got you.
2: Right. That's what I was going to say on your end is like you've had to make it more often probably from this. So if you want to shut it down, it's your right, but you know, if you want to check out the simulator, you know.
1: <laughs> oh now there's a damn. On the it would
2: be nice. It would be wow. nice to also have sausage tip. That's all well, my saying. man's trying to say is that's your ticket to the facility. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'll tell you what, I've never met a never met a bargain or a little haggle I didn't like. I tell you what, because I have to get over there soon. What if if I break out dip? Is it still chicken wing season?
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I just made some for the Super Bowl, but I'm ready for more.
0: (laughs) You know, in Uh, light of recent events, maybe we extend dip season a couple weeks this year.
1: Right? You know what? Until Jesus comes out of that tomb on Easter, it's sausage dip season.
2: Strong beliefs, loosely held. Ugh.
0: God, dude, Ted, I hate to, ch- to like, uh, throw us off, but I do want to ask you about this bumper sticker I saw today. I drove from Austin to San Antonio and back, and the bumper sticker said, real men love Jesus. And I was like, okay, that's a bumper sticker I've seen before. But then I was thinking, and I was like, okay, if real men love Jesus, I was like, these are the same people who are against gay people. And so yeah. if this dude loves Jesus, like, I mean, how much does he, like, is he ready to suck Jesus? <laughs>
1: <laughs> right. Or like, if you didn't grow up religious, all of a sudden, like, you're a bad person. You're not a real man. You don't love Jesus.
0: Yeah. Like, you don't kiss Jesus. Like, what is the, you know,
1: Like, <laughs> cause you're, you play on both sides. <laughs> you know, I think he, you know, a man can love another man any way he wants. <laughs> okay all right
0: fair enough i just i needed some sign of an outside ruling because it was just it was mind effing me the whole drive home
1: (laughs) by the way how long you love him or not how long is that drive
0: Uh, not bad it's like hour and
1: 15 oh all right i have no idea that like where things are in texas so like it sounds like damn that sounds like a road trip
0: yeah i mean it it was a little bit of one because we went kind of a you know a back way to get there but yeah the road home we just we bombed home it's podcast night, man. It's Tuesday.
1: Yeah, for some reason I've always wanted to go to San Antonio just to call it San Antone. <laughs> Dude, that's how I was calling it all day. Thank you.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Alex thought it was insane. I was like, just gotta get to San Antone, man.
1: <laughs> exactly. Like, listen, <laughs> listen, lady, we gotta get to San Antone. Got three hours
0: till we get to San Antone. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I heard there's a man there with a horse. <laughs> uh uh, all right, so obviously after that game, I had, by the way, if any, I had no idea I was going to win that game. The one thing I thought was not going to happen exactly happened. Tampa Bay just beat the doors off of Kansas City. I was like, damn.
0: Yeah. Did, do you guys know what the final score was?
1: Oy, I don't even know.
0: No. Dude, you just reminded me of one of my favorite sayings when it's like uh, Tampa Bay just beat the brakes off of Kansas City. You know. <laughs> I don't know why, but it always sounds bad. I don't know what it means,
2: but
1: all right. So the final score was thirty-one to nine
2: to nine. Yeah. Oh, I just yeah, Kansas, City Kansas City not scoring a touchdown,
1: dude.
0: And Kansas City had that goal line stand, so like it could have been way worse.
1: Yeah, dude. That's what. I, so then last week I sat here and said we need to stop having the goat conversation. Now I'm like Tom Brady is the man. <laughs> like. It wasn't the Patriot way. It was the Tom Brady way. He goes to Tampa Bay builds team. I mean, the team already had a good defense, which is, it's just amazing what, what that guy does.
0: Yeah. Dude, maybe it's an attitude. I mean, was Tampa Bay even a threat before this. I can't remember the last, time they, the last time they were in like, you know, serious playoff contention in a super bowl.
1: So they were like nine and seven last year or seven and nine. I can't remember. And their defense was good, but like, uh, Jameis Winston threw a bunch of touchdowns, but threw kind of the equal amount of interceptions. All right. The team was already like decent, but he shows up, he brings down Gronk Antonio Brown shows up and you're right, dude. I think a lot of it was just the mental change where he's like, I'm Tom Brady. I came here to win. Let's it's it just, to me, it's just crazy. He did it in his first year.
0: Well, yeah, yeah, that is crazy, but yeah, it is kind of an attitude when you're just like, I'm Tom Brady and I'm here to win a Super Bowl." So get on board. Or get the f out.
1: What did you hear? What happened after they beat the Packers in the NFC Championship game? No. The story is is that they're walking in the locker room, and some dude is just overcome with joy. He's never made it to a Super Bowl. He's crying, and Tom Brady walks up to him and goes, "What the f are you crying for? We still have a championship (laughs) to win."
0: (laughs) Oh, that sets a tone, Ted Smith. It's like making dip in February. That sets a tone. <laughs> right. That's
1: like the one report I read. It was like, yeah, it was like, we kind of celebrate it. But after that, we realized like we're on a bigger mission. It's not NFC championships.
0: God, dude, that even, what does that even say about us? Like I'm picturing Tom Brady comes into this you know, video call and he's like back to basics, basics. It's <laughs> like, let's go win a f- championship
1: boys. <laughs> Oh, the Cobb topic a couple of weeks ago, he would have been like, there's no option, but next level. Yeah. Like Whether it's hit next
0: me, level twice, right?
1: <laughs> my life, my spiritual life, whether I'm alive or not, it's always next level boys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyhow, he's, he is, he is awesome. And uh, all respect to him. Uh, you know what? We're going to take a break here. Because when I come back, something else popped up today on the men's room. And I'm going to ask you guys about it. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, welcome back. Once again, thanks to our sponsors. All right. <laughs> so I got on a tirade today on the men's room. And I just want to see where your guys are heads at. Heads are at. I'm the only Alley Cat still out here. And I'll set it up this way. For now. What's that? It said for now. I know as soon as I went on this rant today, I was like, God damn it, Mike, I'm telling you. And then I was like, Mike, mark my words. I'll be doing this this summer. (laughs) So when I'm dating a girl, one thing I love is going out on like a Friday night, right? Get off work. Let's go have some drinks. We'll go get dinner. Blah, blah, blah. It's always to me. That's always like a fun, like, Hey, we're a couple. Let's do that on Friday. But on a Saturday, if she wants to take a hike, We'll take a hike. You want to go for a city hike, whatever. We want to walk by the water? But one thing I won't do, boys, picnics. You have hmm.
0: my attention.
1: Well, you know, I just I'm like, listen, like if you're going on a hike and I got my I got a couple sandwiches in the pack with like a couple beers, we get up top, we'll enjoy them. That doesn't count as a picnic, but I'm talking about like legit, like wicker bat probably not a wicker basket but like a little soft cooler and specifically going to a grassy spot with bugs outside just to eat like a picnic i don't know blanket i'm just again i think my quote was she has to love it you have to hate it that's what a picnic is boys (laughs) wow
0: i mean you know this unwraps a whole host of issues ted to play therapist for a second where do you think this anger towards outdoor eating is coming from <laughs> man i hate eating in sunshine dude dude how are we okay sometimes it freaks me out how similar we are i hate when i get sun like on my sandwich like on bread because it gets hard yeah With anything else in sunshine i'm probably cool but like i hate having bread on my sandwich i mean jesus having uh sunlight on huh. my sandwich that's weird dude i've never heard anyone say that
1: before Yeah, I'm with you on that. Right. And I don't know how to explain it because if we were sitting like on a dock fishing, we'd eat in the sun probably. But just to me, the idea of like not doing a hike, not doing anything real, we're just going to walk to a grassy patch to have a picnic. And I just feel like it's some idealistic idea of a date.
0: Well, that's true. Uh, You know, I I could take either side here. I do – think that it's kind of an antiquated notion of a date the one thing i would say is uh, especially early in the relationship on a date like that it actually gives somebody like you a chance to s- shine ted i mean being blessed with the gift of gab that's a perfect opportunity for somebody like you versus somebody who's very introverted doesn't like to talk likes to have a distraction what are they supposed to do at a picnic man they just have to just sit there you know
1: i i don't know man i i You know, and trust me, like everybody on the show was asking, like, where does that come from? Like, I don't know. Like, I think I've been on two picnic dates and I'm just like, what are we doing? Like,
0: I'll say I'll say this. I might hate kids, but Ted Smith hates picnics. (laughs) 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 I'm just kidding. It's a running joke. Sorry, everyone. (laughs)
1: I was going to say, I said I hate picnics on the radio. You said you hate, or they said you hate kids on TV. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
2: Yeah, tough to
0: wash that clean.
1: (laughs) Matt, thoughts on a picnic?
2: Man, uh, I feel like I I really like trees. I like looking at trees, hanging out near trees, and I really like eating. And So I guess if there's a tree, I'm in on the picnic because it's combining two things I enjoy.
1: Yeah, I guess my uh, anger and hatred towards this picnic, I'm just like, if we want to go on a hike, let's go on a hike. We'll still eat outside. I just I don't know. It seems like we're doing a little, you know, to bleep me, like we're doing a little bullshit walk (laughs) into like a park. Just so we can feel fancy, like I mean, it's not the it's not the nineteenth century well,
0: yeah, actually, I mean i I see your point. I don't know that it's done to be fancy necessarily, but I think it's done maybe for some novelty, but you're right. it does kind of bring with it a sort of like pomp and circumstance and um you know air about it that seems like less than casual,
2: yeah, it seems like you're trying a little hard. I see where you're coming from. Like I said, the idea of a picnic isn't innately appealing to me. I could see some ways to define it, you know, some substances to add to the mix. And, you know, we, we could discuss that on like, you know, I could, I could make something that would probably classify as a picnic and have a really good time with an afternoon. But it's a stretch and we got to move some variables around the standard picnic. Yeah. That's gotta be like the first two months, I would say. When you just have a lot to talk about with somebody new.
0: It does seem a little bit pretentious now that he really sheds light on it.
1: Yeah. I mean, again, you know, it's just one of those things I think is the difference between like uh, men and women sometimes too. Right. Like I'm just one of those people, like, Listen, honey, just get the fries. It's Friday night. We both know you want the fries. You don't have to fake it and get the salad. Like, I'm getting tots. Like, you don't, you don't need to be reaching across the whole time. You know, and it's like, oh, do we yeah. want to go on this picnic? Is this just something Barbie used to do? I don't know. Yeah, are we just doing it to do it? God, you're right, man.
0: I mean, I never really thought about picnics so far. I feel like I feel a bit jaded now towards them. And and also, you know what you think about, like, I don't like to yuck anybody's yum and I, I'm not here to judge people, but I will say you think about like a guy whose move, whose date move is the picnic. Like there's, there's something questionable about that character. I can't put my finger on what it is, but I don't like it.
2: it's his idea.
0: Like during the dating phase, like before you are yeah. actually like boyfriend and girlfriend, but just like, Oh, I'll take you on a date. I'll take you to a picnic. Like, it seems almost like kind of like. Suspect. There's, I don't know
2: why. There's you know some. What I'm there's some stat out there that you know maybe it's not even quantified, but there's some correlation of guys who pick the picnic as the date move also blank, and I don't know if, if that blank is especially flattering.
1: Yeah, like, what, is he trying to be like fancier than he is? Like, let's go on a picnic, and again. Like, I'm talking about, like, if we want to go on a hike, if we want to go on a road trip, and then we're sitting outside someplace eating a sandwich, cool. But, like, I don't know. Like, we're just going to go sit at Golden Garden. Like, well, I shouldn't say Golden Gardens. That's the beach. That doesn't count. <laughs> but, like, just sitting on a patch of grass, like, and you're right, Matt. Maybe, maybe we smoked a joint beforehand. We could, we could sit there on the grass and bullshit for two hours. But, like, for, for yeah. that to be the whole day, just, I'm just like, ah, it's
2: not my thing. Right. I mean, because I'm thinking exactly like, well, we'll smoke some weed beforehand. Maybe I got a Frisbee or a football. We can we can toss something around afterwards. Like the idea of sitting on a blanket or whatever and just like, you know, waiting for squirrels to come by or whatever birds or something and like look into each other's eyes or whatever. Like, yeah. Get out of here with that. Like what so I'm saying the, what I'm thinking of of like, yeah, I can get into a picnic. It's like no, I like football and smoking weed on a sunny day. And, like, we could sit down to eat in the middle of that.
1: Yeah, I guess that's all these. The- all right, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, it just for me, like, I feel like we just need some more activity than just, like, pulling up, parking, and walking <laughs> over to a patch of grass.
2: Yeah, I'm with you on that, Ted. Glad we talked Dude, this out.
0: On these casts, I, I always think about, like, what, what preceded this like so on ted's invariably on ted's note sheet somewhere he has just the word picnic scrawled <laughs> out that's it we probably talked about for 20 minutes but you think about what preceded that and it's like ted's got this little sheet of paper in his pocket he's walking around and he like either sees this couple or he's like sitting at his desk just like tapping his fingers like mm, yeah mm. and he's like aha uh-huh. and he's like picnic <laughs> and like from all the you know all 20 40 minutes of him thinking about it like we get one word out of it, it's like picnic man f- picnics
1: <laughs> it's like yeah mike today on the men's room read a list of like the five favorite couples activities pre-covid and post-covid and one was picnics and i was just like man f- picnics right? i mean i can't get out of control Right. I just started going crazy. I was like, ah, oh, man, it's just not worth it. Like I said, I've only done it a couple of times, but I, I don't know. It just, I'm just like, I don't get it. And and trust me again, we put an activity in there. Like, trust me, I said, uh, what, what's, what's gas works. Right. I'm thinking about gas works. Yeah. Like Cobb and I together have hung out in that park for hours on end playing Frisbee or chit chatting or this or that. But like, if he was like, Hey man, I'm gonna make some turkey sandwiches. You wanna just go sit there? I'm like, no, man. Like, what? What are you asking me? Yeah, exactly.
2: Cobb, exactly. Are you still gonna be in charge of helping Ted put together his dating profiles on these apps?
0: (laughs) I thought you were gonna say Cobb. Do you love Jesus? Um, (laughs) 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 Sorry, man. It's pretty religious down here in Texas. Uh, He's on my mind. Um, Yeah, dude. I think putting. Having Ted helping Ted put together his dating profiles would be fun. The one piece of it he needs to do is hop on Airbnb experiences and pay one of those dudes a hundred bucks to take professional photos of him. looking fly around town, which they can do in an hour.
1: Hmm, Not bad.
0: That's the power move.
2: All right. I was just thinking in the bio, you could put whatever you put and then just like hit enter and then no picnics.
0: Dude, actually, yeah, no picnics could be a decent line on there. I think you just need to take a couple controversial stand. Like, okay, you can go with something vanilla, and everyone's going to like you okay. But I feel like you want a couple people uh, – you want, you want some people to hate you. You want a couple people to really love you. And to push Ted across that line, he's got to take a stand. If the line we draw in the sand is no picnics, I'm on board with that. Because inevitably, there's some chick out there, probably grew up in Renton, giant rack, Dark sort of gothic vibe, loves rock and roll music. She hates picnics too.
1: <laughs> Either that or when it works well enough, I'll get married and it'll be a picnic theme. Like, no, I love this stuff now, guys. I love this stuff. I'm a picnic guy. I'm a picnic guy. Ted's gonna have like a
0: little wicker basket backpack walking around. <laughs> <laughs> I took the crust off these ones. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, Dude, that just makes me, honestly, if you get married, want to get you a picnic basket for your wedding, so you have to open it in front of your friends and family (laughs) and act like you enjoy it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, dude, you can move on. Uh, Matt, what do you think? Uh, Take another break here or get into the emails?
2: Yeah, this is a great spot for it.
1: All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back with the emails. All right, and we're back. Uh, Is it time for some emails? Yeah, let's do it.
0: Uh, this is an old story about, Oh, so the subject line is troll. This is an old story about when a friend hilariously trolled me on a trip to Vegas. There were six of us going, and we were staying at the Paris. We all met at one friend's house to carpool to the airport together and had a few drinks at his house. Then again at the airport, a few more spirits were high and life was good. We boarded the plane and had a few more on the flight. Uh, nobody's sloppy yet, but we're getting buzzed and just having a good time. At the airport, we rented a limo to the hotel. Turns out it was cheaper than a taxi and stopped at a liquor store on the way and got several fifths of various alcohol to pre funk the next few days in the hotel. We're flying super buzz, but not three sheets yet. Mike, whose name was attached to the room. We're all sharing made a big deal about not drinking from the mini bar or the super expensive Fiji waters in the bathroom. So we're drinking and someone puts an unopened bottle of Hornitos in my hand. I say, watch this, crack it open and chug half a fifth of tequila. Not the look on my friend's faces. Uh, Turned from joy to absolute horror as I'm chugging. And apparently my face went white to green a little while later. And I was trashed holding onto the floor to keep the room from spinning off the face of the earth. Long story short too late. I didn't make it out and, uh, curled up to the toilet. So cool. And the boys headed out without me the next morning. I'm feeling better as I wake up in the bathroom and all the waters are empty. $20 a bottle of water, eight bottles worth. Mike was pissed. Me not remember if I had drunk them paid Mike for the waters and we went about the trip a few years later at my wedding one of the guys that was on the trip and was actually the guy who uh, married my wife and I uh, pulled all six of us aside and was laughing so hard as he retold the story of the Vegas trip and fessed up to pouring out all eight of the waters on me as I passed out in the bathtub Uh, Mike got pissed at him cause he felt bad about, uh, getting pissed at me years prior, but I was laughing, uh, as I love how he trolled me. He waited about four years and in that four years, the water was brought up over and over and over. It was such a great duck move. He was an a-hole, but, uh, he was our a-hole and loved it. I loved him. RIP Crossman, uh, who in your group is the asshole, but he's your asshole and, uh, give him a soft pass for their antics. Uh, Thomas Watson, aka Bobby Boucher, aka The Water Boy.
1: Dude, that's pretty good, man. I like that one.
2: Yeah.
1: Ironically, the first time I went to Vegas, we stayed at the Paris. We got a limo, and I, I'm almost willing to bet we had stopped at the same liquor store they stopped at. This was like 2003. But same thing. I'm- we just, and I remember like at the Paris, uh, Oh no. Yeah, we were at the, he said the Paris, right? Or he said the Venetian Paris. Yeah. Like you can see the, uh, the fountains from the Bellagio across the street. So the next day we wake up and I remember we ordered up bottles of Seagram's seven and seven up. And we just sat there and got trashed watching the fountains. <laughs> and then we, we ended up getting cut off at the MGM that night. Like I shouldn't say that night, that evening. Because we were like one of the little sidebars, like just grinding on like six year old women. And we went to get shots, and the bartender's like, Man, sorry, but I cannot serve you guys anymore. <laughs> and we were like, We like all like tipped them and we we're like, Thank you, man. You love us. Like, Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: Jesus. Oh, these things happen. Uh, important questions. Hey, fellas. I've been working, uh, back through the old podcasts, and some questions came up for me that I don't think I have been answered as I'm listening to them in reverse order and can't recall a resolution. So I present to you a list of important, the podcast questions. Number one, did Ted ever send that guy in Belfast popcorn?
1: Uh, Ron, I don't think I did. I think Cobb or Rowan did. I hope
0: (laughs) I have no idea. Maybe Rowan did. And I've already uh, promised
1: I'd send him something else. So I am not doing a good job here.
0: Dude, I will say this. I promised Carson popcorn, uh, or I didn't promise. I said uh, he emailed me for some and I was like, I'll try to get some to you for the contest. And then I emailed him back about a month ago and said, Hey, we got too busy and you know, I I wasn't able to get it out. So uh I do feel good that I followed up and uh yeah, Carson hit me back. So uh two, did Matt ever get a plunger? Uh a plunger oh. his parents had before moving back in with his parents doesn't count.
2: No. No. Wow. I did not. She's throwing heat, boys. <laughs> Look, if, if you're listening to the podcast in reverse order, I heard, I hope you've heard my cries to just get a bidet by now. And, yeah, I, I haven't needed a plunger. Now I'm back here. There is one. I haven't needed it. And, yeah, I made it through two years in that apartment without one.
0: Dude, this is the kind of thing like at the end of the romantic comedy, a position like this comes back to just bite a character like Matt. It's gonna be like at his wedding, he's at his like, you know, in-laws house or something. I mean, it doesn't end well. I think everyone (laughs) listening knows that. Number three, did Ted ever score an in-game goal?
1: Yes. So my first session, I scored one. I scored a cup I scored one from the penalty line. And then in my second session, I scored one in the run of play. Love it. And I miss playing public.
0: Yep, That's our goal scorer, baby. Uh, these questions brought to you by Day Drinking. Cheers, Orpheus, a.k.a. the chick, a.k.a. not a damn spam account, Cobb, but I appreciate the compliment. Uh, boys, this is that hot chick from the last one. P.S. Ted was correct. I am married, but we're poly, and playing your interaction about my Google picture back to my partner made him crack up. Nervous, high-pitched Ted laughs equal the best laughs.
1: <laughs> well, it's funny. She said day drinking. She definitely called in for Big Dummy one day. It was like, yeah, I'm already wasted. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Uh. i I'll tell you what. That high-pitched, like, there's two ways, you know, I'm either nervous or very upset. Like, if I'm pissed, my hand and my voice starts going up. And then when I don't know what to say, I just start laughing. I mean, there's been some bad spots where somebody's been like, what are you laughing? This isn't funny. And it's like, I. And it's just what I do. <laughs> like, you're right. It's not funny. Why don't you stop being a dick? <laughs> That's pretty good, dude. I like, uh, yeah, this
0: is the one I was saying that her uh, Google picture was, uh, was very good looking. So boys, I would like to note. All right. So, so Ted was saying, Hey, you know, she's got a husband, whatever. We can't even talk about the fact that she's attractive. I, I would like to note this. Her Google picture now has changed. To her, with a fur coat shrouding her face, long red hair flowing out, possibly even more attractive than the
1: last one. I
0: just like to throw that out there, boys.
1: <laughs> well, she didn't say they were Ted. She said they were Polly. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like maybe more crazy. of a maybe yeah.
0: more of a Jersey Jersey girl than a Maryland. Yes. Um, <laughs> so.
1: uh, okay. Um,
0: oh, Those are all the
1: Legit questions, by the way. I like the follow-ups like,
0: oh yeah. Dude, see, people out there holding us accountable, boys. We <laughs> we say a lot of dumb, unsubstantiated shit on here. It's nice to, you know, it's nice for it to come back around. Uh, Vegas Jake to the greatest podcast in all the land. All the land. All the land. A wise man, fond of cutoff shirts and golf, once said there's a lot of glory to be found outside your comfort zone i couldn't tell you which episode or the context it was set in but these words have been rattling around in my head rent free for the better part of the past year or two now it's a (laughs) phrase that runs through my mind no less than three to four times a week just wanted to say thanks for the words to live by vegas jake
2: oh man that's so awesome to hear uh stuff like that is the the coolest like i don't remember saying that But I, I just love the idea of like random stuff sticking and clicking into place and like coaching with exercise and nutrition. You know, it happens a lot where they're like, yeah, one time you said this thing and I'm like, sounds good. Didn't know I came up with that, but I like, I like that. Yeah. Get outside that comfort zone.
0: Uh, cop topic, um, Heming. Oh, we were talking about conspiracies, uh, Hemingway paranoid of FBI tracking. Fun read.
1: All right. Okay.
0: Say it again. And uh, Hemingway paranoid of, uh, what did I say? Sorry, I already clicked. Away. Hemingway paranoid of FBI tracking. Fun read. All right. All right. Uh, we got one more. It is awfully long. Uh, your call, Ted. Uh, save it for next week or read it now.
1: Uh, we'll save it for next week. Cool. Sounds Check good. Check in with uh MCTP right now and uh, see what's matin'. Hey, guys. what's good, what's man uh before we get to what's battening. Hey, guys. what's good, what's man Check out with what's battening Hey, guys. what's good, what's mat Uh before we get to what's battening. Hey, hey, what's good, what's man Check out with what's battening.
2: All right. Uh just writing down Hemingway paranoid of FBI tracking for later. Sounds interesting.
1: I I am doing the same.
2: Does that mean I just google that? Uh yeah, I'd guess so. that's what I'm going to do. Um So, yeah, I was it's just been a pretty pretty chill week. Uh, the Super Bowl we already talked about, you know, that was that was definitely cool. Um if, any, if you're a golf, pro golf fan and you watch the Phoenix Waste Management Open, you understand why was, I'm very excited about the way the pro golf went down this week. Uh, Jordan Spieth's had a rough couple of years, and he made a really awesome run on Saturday, but ended up not winning. Brooks Kepka won, first time in like a, a while. So a couple of guys that have been having some slumps both uh, you know broke through again, and it was an exciting one. That is the
1: um, one golf tournament I really want to go to.
2: That's what I was just going to ask. Ted, have you heard about this tournament?
1: Oh, yeah. It is, it is legendary.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that 16th hole, the Coliseum, um, I think it's like sixteen to 20,000 people fit in the stadium that they put up once a year around one hole. Um, and, I mean, Cobb, you'll appreciate this. There's this golfer named Ricky Fowler. Okay. Now the Phoenix waste management open is like where people go in the biggest numbers of any golf event and they get trashed and uh, it. it's
1: like the bleachers at Wrigley. And it's like the only golf tournament where like it's raucous and, and it's like, it's, you know what I mean? Like, was it speed? Rowdy. Who was like, yeah. Who was like looking over and talking shit back?
2: Oh, um, I don't know. The one that I was referencing was uh Ricky Fowler, like you know it's a golf tournament, but they still try and quiet the crowd they They're not super successful at this one, but this guy, Ricky Fowler, comes up to this par three, which is the one with all the biggest crowd in any hole of golf, and it's just going crazy, and they try and quiet him down, and Ricky Fowler tells him to like get loud, right, and That's like what it was, yeah, amps him back up, and they're roaring. And it's a par three. He hits it to within like 12 feet from the the hole and then winds up knocking in the birdie. He earned himself the nickname there. And the crowd chants this so loud that the TVs try and turn him down. His name's Ricky Fowler, but his nickname that they chant is Big Dick Rick. On a golf course.
1: (laughs) That That was the highlights I saw was that like, he was firing him up, and then he drained that birdie putt and was just like, yes,
2: <laughs> like, going yeah. crazy. Yeah, he, he riles him up for his tee shot, and then on the green for putting does it again. And it's like, that is not a gimme putt. Like, that takes balls, and he earned himself that nickname.
0: That's honestly so rad.
2: Yeah, so it was a lot of fun to watch that um i also got a new bong i'm really excited about that it's been a while since i had one
1: all right all right
2: um yeah so shout out to hirely from bellevue it's a really cool uh store and they yeah they they had an awesome one and they're way more affordable it's just fun walking into weed stores because you can call them bongs i've cracked the joke of like i don't have to call them water pipes in here do i
1: That used to be such a big deal. I know. Like it used, I remember it used to be written on stuff. Yeah. Do not call them bongs.
2: I was like, no, you don't. I actually got kicked out of one of those stores one time for calling them bongs.
1: Dude, I was in a store once and I said something to the guy and he goes, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't smoke anything. I was like, all right, I'm never buying anything here again. What are you too cool to work at the glass shop? Like you work at the glass shop. Cool story, but
2: weird career choice. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Yeah. So that was exciting, you know. And it's like a quarantine-friendly purchase. Um. And then, uh, yeah. So got a new bong, and then I got new irons today. My new golf clubs. I got fitted for them down in Palm Springs, but now they're up here, and I've literally taken like twelve swings with my seven iron out there. Ted, I added like twenty-five yards to my seven iron. Mhm. Mhm. It's insane. I feel like- that's insane. You got to make some sausage dip and come check it out for yourself, dude.
1: <laughs> I'll invite Roger.
2: <laughs> you know, you know, you're extra welcome in that case. Yeah. yeah right. I like the sound of this I into his DMS.
1: <laughs> oh man. All right. Good. Well, uh, what kind of irons does anybody still hit DCIs. When I used to golf, those were like the top
2: of the line. DCI? Was that the brand?
1: Uh, Titleist.
2: Titleist. Yeah, these are Titleists. Alright. Um, yeah, the T300s, which are like, they have three different types of irons, and like the 100s are what the pros use, the 200s are for like, better, like the 300s are for the not very good golfers, but they make your shots a lot better.
1: Alright, alright. Yeah. Uh all right. Uh, well, I guess it's about that time then.
2: Boop, doop, 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 doop. Top topic. Top
0: topic. damn, boys, that intro sounds better every time.
1: <laughs> um, We've been working on it when you're not around.
0: Thanks
2: for noticing, though.
1: Yeah. All right.
0: So uh, two nights ago, well, this is going to sound like a humble brag, but up on the roof of the building I live in, there's barbecues. Um, I decided to barbecue up some chicken. There's a bunch of people up there. And, uh, you know, as I'm, as I'm cooking these chicken thighs, you know, people come up, say, Hey, and have a little chat. And, um, you know, we get to talking about, you know, how people do their different, you know, how people cook, man. I mean, it's Texas. People are into barbecue, you know, they see a, see a barbecue or a smoker going and they want to get involved. So, um, I took in some tips, but, um, ultimately, you know, I had to go with, well, Okay. I guess I should tell it. The real story is not that I went with, with what I usually go with. The real story is you can't buy it in Texas. so I'm having some ship down from Seattle, which is, um, on those thighs. I like to throw on a little secret ingredient, not that secret for people in the Northwest a little Johnny seasoning salt. I think it just makes it great. So the cop topic this week is what is your secret ingredient? Email us literally the word email at the podcast.com. It could be for any dish that you make, but just, what is your secret ingredient? You don't have to tell us the dish if you don't want to, but it'd make it a lot more readable if you can.
2: Man. Boys. So one of the things that I do with my BLTs made famous over the years. Um, one of the things that I'm comfortable sharing uh, that I learned from Giorgio subs, rest in peace down in Issaquah, They had that focaccia bread that was just phenomenal. But on a BLT, I prefer, and it turns out a lot of people do because I make them BLTs, and they're like, oh, my God. And it's one of the things that that sets it apart is ranch instead of mayo.
0: I can see that being a good move. Yeah. Yeah, ranch on pizza too. Great move. It doesn't sound like it'd be good, but it's bomb.
1: Yeah. I mean, for me, my first instinct, like Johnny's is great, but I'd also put old Bay in there, which you can also use <laughs> on poultry.
0: Shocker.
1: Right. <laughs> or seafood. Dan, I'm, I'm surprised th- you don't brush your teeth with old Bay, man. <laughs> <laughs> the biggest one I use that I learned from a friend of mine and ex of mine was uh, when I make guacamole, like I add just like a little bit of mayonnaise to kind of make it creamier and smoother. But some people get real offended. Like you can't put mayonnaise in guacamole. And I'm like, a little goes a long way.
0: Wow. Yeah, sit down, Karen, grab a seat and enjoy the game.
1: Right. <laughs> yeah. well, I mean, listen, that's the other thing I've been thinking about getting back to the dips. Maybe I start making a creamy guacamole dip. I, I don't
0: know. Ooh. Here we go. See now that's, that's, that's reinventing dip season with an eye towards the future because ultimately it's like the NFL football season. I mean, it keeps getting longer and longer. Right. And at some point you're going to need to come up with something for spring or summer. You know, yeah, like we got to get those games in and get paid.
1: Oh, speaking of the NFL season, uh, my brother called me and wanted to make a point about the podcast. He was like, Hey, if they add an 18th game to the NFL season, add a second bye week, and then just have the Super Bowl on President State weekend. So it's already a built in three dayer. Whoa,
0: see, big <laughs> brainer,
1: right? I mean, yeah, that's why he's a principal and not right. like us, it's degenerates. All right. He's uh he's future he's uh formating the future of children. I'm on a radio station talking about how I hate picnics.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Two roads, man. Two roads diverged.
1: Oh man. All right, there we go. I would mention to everybody, uh, Friday is KSW's fiftieth 50th anniversary, fiftieth birthday. There's some really cool stuff. I cannot say too much, but trust me, man, tune in. You want to see it and uh a lot of people, a lot of people put in a lot of hard work. So just listen in, you'll enjoy it. And we're uh you'll be able to hear that stuff most of the weekend. But it should be a good time. They're also, that's why I feel bad about my snow prediction. Like, of course, we've been planning this thing for months, and it's gonna freaking snow. <laughs> uh, but there'll be some cool guests. We have some like like I said, I can't say too much, but there's some there's some definite bands everybody loves in seattle you'll hear from there's some actors everybody likes that you'll hear from and should be a pretty cool day uh other than that i don't know i gotta figure out what the anniversary is of this podcast but you know we're slowly coming up on the anniversary of the home episodes
2: yeah wow yeah wow that checks out wow (laughs) jesus
0: boys I i don't know what the math is on that but i don't love it
2: Dude, it's a wow. wild game to be, like, thinking about where you were one year ago right now. Like, this is that time right before it all got real, real, and real weird. Whoa,
1: dude. Whoa. Ooh. Whoa. 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 Yeah. <laughs> all right, there you go. <laughs> There's another V-O episode for MCTP for Cobb. I'm the Ted Smith. This is the podcast. Cheers.